Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's news talk station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. We're just one day away from summer. It'll come in just before 11 a.m. tomorrow, but, you know, right now it's still very late spring-like out there this morning. You may want to take a jacket or a sweatshirt with you to start the day, but I don't think you'll need it the entire day. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of things that we can discuss today. Later on, we'll be joined briefly by a special guest who will be joining us to talk about some upcoming tours that you can take. Also... We will be discussing, well, I think we need to talk about this Titanic thing because I've been somebody that was, you know, wrapped up in all that Titanic fever as a kid in 1985 when they found the wreckage of the Titanic and then they later took the Alvin submersible out there and they went down, Dr. Bob Ballard, they went down and they found the wreckage of the Titanic, and they sent back some of those images from the uh, the Jason, I guess it was Jason Jr., but the, uh, the Jason robotic vehicle. And as a kid, this was incredibly fascinating to me. I was definitely into sea life when I was younger, which is funny because now I don't even like the beach. But I was all about learning as much as I could about the ocean. And so being a kid growing up in Plymouth, uh, that's where I went to elementary school for the most part, we were fortunate enough that we were pretty close to the heart of all of that activity with Woods Hole being the place that dug into it. So if you had told me as a 10-year-old doing a report on the Titanic and uh, our class got to go to the Museum of Science and do a, a satellite link-up connection with, with Dr. Ballard while he was out in the Galapagos Islands. And he gave us like a presentation and we got to ask him questions and all that stuff. And then I later spoke to him on the phone for a report I was doing. When I was in the sixth grade and I moved to Sandwich, I was doing a report on the Titanic. And my dad said, you know what? Woods holds a local call. Let's see if we can call him and get him on the phone. And I think I talked to him for like two minutes and asked two questions because I was nervous. But if you had told, you know, 10, 11, 12-year-old me that someday people would go down in a submarine to the Titanic wreckage, I would have been like, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. I want to be one of the first ones to do that. But after seeing what happened with this, I think I would be reluctant. Now, this is not the first trip down there. 
I think I saw the, the number was 22 people had gone down so far. 22, I think, you know, guests, not actual scientists as part of this company. And they're paying an exorbitant amount of money to go down there. The company is called Ocean Gate Expeditions. And they basically they send down a pilot in the submersible and they send down people that pay. This microphone is moving on me, so if I drift away, I apologize. But they send down the pilot and then they send down people who pay anywhere between $100,000 and $150,000 a piece. They brought down 28 people last year. And I think that that means 28 paying customers. So this is not the first run for this submersible. Well, for this experience. But I guess what happened is they were about an hour and 45 minutes into this, which is just the the tip of the iceberg, no pun intended, for how long this trip takes. And then they lost communication with the submarine. So they're out there looking for it. They have some C-130s that are flying overhead that have the capability to look down. They're actually sending out some some other uh, surface ships to go in and look for it. And they have another submersible ready to go down there for a rescue mission if necessary, which I'd be interested in knowing how that works. I'd be interested in knowing if they do need to rescue them, what does that mean? Does that mean that this other submersible comes down and like installs a new um, oxygen tank on the on the submersible? Or are they actually going to try to get them from one to the other? Because as you know, the the further down you go in the ocean, the greater the pressure. And I think that would be just as much of a concern as, you know, the, I don't even think that the company right now is concerned at all about oxygen because they have 96 hours supply. But the fact that they can't find it is the issue. And and from something that I was reading online, and I think that there was an expert that had been quoted on this, but it said something about how it wouldn't, like if something went wrong, it wouldn't just sink. So the there's a chance that they don't have to look at the bottom of the ocean just yet because that would make the rescue mission a lot harder but for now it might just be that they're you know floating adrift and they just need to locate where they're floating they went off course they need to find what course they're on but it's a story that has captured not only the nation's attention but the world's attention it's the lead story on every newscast And it shows that even though we have to somewhat mastered these final frontiers, the ocean, outer space, and now we are trying to privatize that and make it so that it can be something anybody can experience. Well, I shouldn't say anybody. I guess anybody with $150,000 to spend can experience 
it kind of leads to the question, you know, the uh, or the statement that Dr. Ian Malcolm makes in Jurassic Park. That you were too busy worrying about whether or not you could, that you didn't think about whether or not you should. And so are we too early in the stages of of bringing the public to the bottom of the ocean, bringing the public into orbit? One of the businessmen who is on board this submersible right now also has already gone on one of the uh, the Amazon space flights. So this is a person who has, you know, taken his fortune and used that to have these experiences that very few human beings will have. And when you think about it, he already owns he already owns world records, including being submerged under you know being at the deepest depth anybody's been for the longest time, something like that. So here's a guy who's doing this for the posterity of it and i think he may be the first person to have gone into orbit and if if this trip ends up ultimately being successful and they they get to where they want to go to the bottom of the ocean as well and the side story in this which is something that i think is um i think is kind of lost and certainly it should be lost for now until we recover where this is and, and we're able to rescue the folks on board. But the reason why they started doing these repeated trips is because the Titanic isn't going to last forever at the bottom of the ocean. So they're cataloging what's going on down there with some of these trips. They're, they're observing and recording What's going on? Because even in just the almost 40 years since it's been discovered at the bottom of the ocean, it has severely deteriorated. So you got to think, it was down there for about a little over 70 years when it was discovered. And now in the almost 40 years since, it has rapidly deteriorated. So you're looking at a brief window of time to be able to still see this this epic ship in its original glory before it starts to break apart and just be pieces of, of steel at the bottom of the ocean. And I get it. I get wanting to go down there. Like I said, I would have done it if you had told, you know, 10-year-old me, do you want to go down to the bottom of the ocean and see the Titanic? I would have done it. I don't know that I would do it today. Even with all the technology that we have, I I think I would be fine with just seeing the video images. And when you think about what we got in 1985 and 1986, it, it was phenomenal. And um, just, I think, I forget what when it was exactly, but... Woods Hole released some unreleased footage a while back from that expedition. And you got to see things that you never got to see before because there's there's another storyline that runs underneath this. And we can explore this if you want. But that's a grave site. The people who were on board either died on board 
sinking to the bottom of the ocean or died in the immediate vicinity. And that's one big gravesite. You know, there's people in the paranormal world who have wanted to go out there and experiment. Uh, there was a ship that went out there, or there was a, a group that wanted to go out there on a ship and just be on the surface and lower audio recorders into the ocean to see if they could record spirit voices. And I don't know, you would have gotten a lot of other sounds. I don't know how you would have known what was that. But it's it's the site of a tragedy. It's a mass grave site. So there's some respect that needs to be observed in that regard. And I don't know that, you know, Undersea Adventures necessarily fulfills that respect. But anyway, the important part here is making sure that the folks on board get back to the surface safely. Uh, right now, things seem optimistic on the part of OceanGate. Obviously, if they didn't feel optimistic, they're not going to say that to anybody right now because, you know, there's a lot of factors to consider, including wanting the families to retain hope. But at the very least, they've they've got plenty of oxygen. We have a few days left for them to be find found before they're worried. And, and even when they are found, if their oxygen is low, they can replace that before they bring them back up to the surface. So... Let's hope that they are found quickly. And I think with all of this and an international effort now to find them, I, th I think it'll hopefully have a, a good outcome. But then the question becomes, what happened? How do they avoid it in the future? And do they put a pause? Do they put a pin in this until they figure it out? Because I'm wondering how many people that are planned to go will still want to go after this 508-996-0500 you can also send me app chat messages via the wbsm app you can also send open line voicemail messages if you want me to play those on the air right now i'm going to take a break and i'll be back in a few moments <laughs> And welcome back in. You know, you heard Adam mention in the news that there was a bear that faced off with a dog in a Cohasset yard. And I saw some photos on Facebook of the Cohasset police um, actually walking up to that bear and trying to you know just make sure that it stays on course and stays away from people's yards and things like that and this one was a big boy so there's certainly uh, a lot of first of all there's there's more bears out there than i think what's officially being tracked i think there are a number of them out there that um are just kind of being conflated one with the other and as mass wildlife says you know they just follow the reports that they get and they figure out the track where they can follow and it's not uncommon, again, for bears to make, a, you know, to cover a great distance in a single day. They move at about 30 miles an hour when they want to go full speed. 
and they really can cover, you know, 30, 40 miles a day just kind of walking around. And so that's, and it's funny because I keep seeing, you know, the self-proclaimed bear experts on Facebook. And if you need the certificate, I still have it. I can send you a copy of it if you want to fill it out for yourself and and, uh, hang it up on your wall. It says right on it that you have a Facebook degree in zoology and that you know more than the experts about bears. So if you need one of those, let me know. But the folks that have been, you know, kind of, trying to throw bear facts out there that aren't, that aren't even true. Like if you just look up on Wikipedia or Google anything about black bears, you'll see that the stuff that they're putting isn't true. But I think, you know, the, the one thing that the experts have been saying, at least all the ones that I've talked to through the course of the mating season here, is that this is going to become a more regular occurrence and that in a few years we are going to have regular bear sightings and bears all around us. Well, Mass Wildlife... This will be the one time that I think that I would know more than you or at least can can make a statement that um, is telling you the obvious. And that's that I think that time is already here. We've had so many different bear sightings, so many different um, encounters that I think we can safely say it's bear time in southeastern Massachusetts. So if this is what this year has been like, wait until next year when... Even more males will come down. Now, again, the, the key here is that they don't live here. They're just down here visiting. How many of them are actually going to stay here once mating season is over? That's what we have to wait and see. So we'll find out, you know, later on in the summer, we can check in with Mass Wildlife and say to them, well, how many bears do you think are still around? Because the key thing here is they haven't tracked any females in the area. They put collars on the female bears uh, because their heads don't get bigger than their neck and cause the collar to fall off. So they track the females, and from what Mass Wildlife has been telling us, there are no females that are permanently in the area or even visiting the area. So all those people on Facebook that see the, the mother bear and the cubs, Mass Wildlife saying, I, I think you're mistaken. But, you know, I haven't seen photos or videos of those ones yet, so we'll see. All right, it's time to go into the newsroom now with Adam Bass. Another round of severe weather is set to hit parts of the southern U.S. today. Heavy storms are expected to track into states like Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, with potential for damaging wind gusts, large hail, and flooding. They could reach the Florida Peninsula on Wednesday. Former President Donald Trump says the National Archives needed to ask, in his words, please, 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 in order to get back classified documents. In an interview with Fox News, Trump added officials also should have asked, could we have them back? During the interview, Trump was pushed on the fact that the archives did subpoena him. Trump then said the boxes of documents were interspersed with his personal things. Trump was arraigned last week on federal charges related to his handling of classified documents after he left office. The White House is set to hold a series of events this week to mark the one-year anniversary of the reversal of Roe v. Wade. More from Mark Mayfield. An official says First Lady Jill Biden will host a roundtable discussion today with women who have been denied medical care since the Supreme Court overturned the landmark abortion case. It will highlight the administration's commitment to protecting access to reproductive health care. President Biden is also expected to deliver remarks on the topic this week. 
This weekend in North Carolina, Vice President Harris is slated to give a major speech to rally supporters, advocates, and community leaders on abortion access. I'm Mark Mayfield. Russia targeted several cities in Ukraine last night, including the capital of Kiev, in a series of aerial drone strikes. According to the Ukrainian Air Force, the launches were conducted from the northern and southern parts of the of the Brinsk region. 32 out of the 35 active, active drones were shot down. The targeting of cities comes as Ukraine launches a counteroffensive against Russia, the largest since the two since the beginning of the war between the two countries. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker wants to create a commission to study the possibility of reparations for African Americans across the United States. The senator spoke at the New Jersey Institute of Social Justice's Juneteenth ceremony. Booker says the commission would study the impact of slavery and the discrimination of African Americans that are facing it today. The Democrat was at the forefront of making Juneteenth a federal holiday, which celebrates June 19, 1865, when the last of the enslaved Texans were freed more than two years after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. Research at Iowa State University could reduce the number of salmonella cases. Sue Danielson has more. Iowa State researcher Mela Malata says they're trying to grow a key microbe in the lab, which when given to newly hatched chicks, makes them healthier and cuts the risk of salmonella. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates nearly 50 million people in the U.S. get sick each year from foodborne pathogens, and salmonella is a top threat, causing more than 400 deaths each year. I'm Sue Danielson. U.S. officials say they're deeply troubled by the Israeli government's plans for more than 4,000 new housing units in the West Bank. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller said in a statement, the U.S. opposes such unilateral actions that make the two-state solution more difficult to achieve. Israel's government announced the changes to the settlement housing process this week, which will make it easier for Israel to increase its settlements on the West Bank. And today is National Vanilla Milkshake Day. Bree Tennis has more. Created in 1922 by Ivor Colson, an employee at a Walgreens store, most are blended, but it's okay if you don't. YouGov says vanilla is the most popular ice cream flavor in America, and today it's the only way to go. The original milkshakes date back to 1884, but they were more of an eggnog drink and had whiskey in them, which is okay, but not at work. Today we celebrate milk vanilla ice cream and a dash of vanilla extract. That's all. Maybe some whipped cream on top. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Red Sox pick up their fifth straight win as they beat the Minnesota Twins last night 9-3. Next game is tonight at Target Field at 7.40 p.m. And now, here is your ABC6 weather forecast. Expect partly cloudy skies with those increasing clouds throughout the day and a chance of an afternoon spot shower. We'll reach a high of 67 degrees. Overnight tonight, a little cooler, 49. And for tomorrow, a little bit drier and better weather ahead. Partly cloudy skies, high of 69. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 56 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. And get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app.
there's a monkey song that you didn't know existed. Probably not, unless you're a big fan like me. That's Heart and Soul, which was from their Pull It album, which was the album they came out with in uh, 1988, I believe. It was the album that came out after their big reunion in 1986 when, you know, they, they were huge. They took over MTV. Everybody was watching Monkey's reruns. They went on the big reunion tour. They came out with the, the greatest hits album. The, uh, well, it was called Then and Now, The Best of the Monkeys, and they had a couple of new songs on there. And those new songs, uh, Davey didn't play on. So he would actually leave the stage during that Monkeys reunion tour during those songs because he didn't play on them. But then Mickey, Davey, and Peter because Mike wasn't part of the reunion, really. Uh, they went into the studio, and they made that Pool It album, which, you know, a lot of folks kind of panned, but it has some great songs, including Heart and Soul, which is a great way to start your day. A great way to get up with a positive message. Put your heart and soul where I can see them shine. 508-996-0500. Let's uh, take a phone call here. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good. I uh, I pray and hope the best for those people on that submersible. That's mm-hmm. a huge undertaking between the depth, the currents. Um, if it's a propulsion issue and they're drifting, it could be already so far away from that wreck. It's incredible. I mean, the- even in like say thirty, forty fathoms, when some scallop is right out of here, they. They lose like 11, 12 foot dredge and then draws dimension. That's pretty big. But you use a treble, big Christmas tree thing, and you search for it to try to bring it back, and it's thousands of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not too often that it's found, but hopefully the best. And uh, as far as uh, Dr. Ballard, I met him twice through my fave in high school um, oceanography and science teacher, Dr. Um, Mr. Druin. Uh, he went to he went to college with him, so we do oh. a direct connection that way. And it was so fascinating and new when they did that. And uh, so, it, and, what and I if was... I was the Bears, did you see the pictures from um, Kingston and I think it was Mossfield? I saw Saturday a few morning. from I saw a few from Kingston last week. I don't know if I saw the ones from Saturday. Yeah, um, Kingston and Mossfield, and there was about. An hour and a half difference in the digital timing. So, and the physical area was about eight miles apart. Yeah, and that's that's nothing for a bear. No, no, nothing for a bear on the move. Absolutely, especially if uh, especially if he's looking for a mate. He'll, yeah, and, uh, he'll go eight miles, hope, no problem for that. Hope you have a good time and uh, enjoy yourself on Block Island. Thank Is you. He, so, the local islanders over there. They must be waiting for you to get there and they're waiting for you to leave. Yeah, that's probably more the latter. Uh, I know that one of the people who is part of this whole event that's going on is the woman who runs the Block Island Ghost Tours. And, you know, she's promised to show us parts of Block Island and and a side of Block Island that most tourists don't see. So I'm excited about that. Cool, cool. I'll report back on Monday. Okay, buddy. Have a good one. You as well. Take care. Yeah, the... um, the good thing about the the, re, the search for that submersible is that they're actually getting, first of all, like I said, international help. The U.S. is out there looking. Canada is out there looking. 
but they're also getting a lot of the fishing industry offering to help as well and kind of closing in the circle a little bit around that area and seeing how much they can help. Now, again, if it goes too deep, what, you know, the the equipment on board the fishing vessels won't be able to detect it, but at least that will help them create an idea of where it might be. And they're doing from from what I was hearing from some of these experts who were talking about how they would conduct this mission, they're creating like a 3D mapping of the ocean and trying to pinpoint where they're not making contact so that they can have a smaller area to search. So we'll see how long it takes. But again, like they said, they have 96 hours worth of oxygen and they are confident. Again, I don't think they would be portraying a lack of confidence in being able to recover the submersible, but they seem to be pretty confident that they can. Certainly this is going to require some upgrades to future missions should there be future missions future um, events explorations experiences but at the very least i think those people when they come back up to the surface are going to want their hundred and fifty thousand dollars back that was not what they were expecting but let's hope that uh, everything turns out positive and uh, we'll keep hopes and prayers going for them and we'll keep updating you on the situation i have the news on the tv here so if anything breaks on that we'll be able to let you know and we'll be able to update you on the latest going to take a break now 508-996-0500 you can also send an app chat message or voicemail on the wbsm app if you choose to do that Uh, we did have an app chat message from somebody who said that the app wasn't working but i checked it during uh during the news and it was working fine for me so i don't know if you might need to reboot your phone Or as I always suggest, if you have any trouble with the app, the easiest thing to do, just, well, I would first, I would reboot it, reboot your phone, because usually that solves most problems. And then the other thing that I would say is you can delete the app and then reinstall it so that you make sure you get the latest update. Because sometimes you get an update, they push out updates to this all the time with new features and new tweaks and new bug fixes and all kinds of stuff. So if you don't have it set to auto update, you're going to have to manually update it by you know, deleting it and, and re-downloading it. Uh, but the other part part of this too is, man, there were a lot of internet issues going on yesterday, over the last few days, really. Uh, I saw someone post that AT&T, they couldn't access the data on their phone. So I looked that up and I see that AT&T is having a big data outage. Uh, Facebook had problems over the weekend where, and actually started last late last week, where you couldn't send attachments in messages they wouldn't work because we you know i communicate with a lot of the staff here via facebook in the off hours and they'll send something and be like hey did you see this and sorry it says attachment unavailable and it was saying that for everything photos weren't working people's photos disappeared from their facebook and they were freaking out because they said this is the only place i have these photos saved and stored so if they disappear from facebook i'll never see them again just going to recommend that you go in and download all your photos from Facebook and maybe store them in a couple different places. Get yourself a, a Gmail account and then use Google Drive to store them there. Get yourself a, a Outlook account. You know, these are free. Get your, You'll have limited storage, but probably enough to save all your photos. 
get yourself a OneDrive account from, from Outlook and store them there just so that you have them in a couple of different places. And then, of course, if you still have the capability of burning them on a disk, a lot of computers don't even have disk drives anymore or putting them on a flash drive, I would recommend that. Don't trust the social media platforms to hold those photos for you forever because you never know what could happen. Uh, I will say this, that most of the people that I know who said that they saw their photos disappearing, they're back now. Uh, mine are all back. So be patient if yours disappeared and they haven't come back yet. But there have been a lot of internet issues over the past few days and that could cause some havoc as well. Maybe that might have had something to do with the app. Maybe the person who sent in the message had AT&T and there was some data issues going on. Hopefully those were resolved quickly. Uh, but I can tell you that I turned on the app and everything was fine. 508-996-0500. Back in a few. And let's go to the phones. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How you doing? Good. So, um, kind of a funny, not so funny story because it's, I know it's a serious matter, but, um, this weekend, uh, was sitting on the recliner with my wife and, we're watching uh, TV, and I just happened to scroll through, you know, the channel guide, and I seen the Titanic on, so I put it on, you know, because I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid, you know. Yeah. And uh, I watched it, and um, at the at the end, my wife goes, "This, you like people can't go down there and look for it, can they?" And I said, "No, nah, we're not at that stage yet." I I said, "I think it's so so deep in the ocean. I don't think anybody's been down there, you know." And she goes. And then she comes in the room yesterday, and she looks at me with this look on her face, and she goes, you lied to me. She goes, there's people at the bottom of the ocean right now stuck looking for the Titanic. I said, are you kidding me? And I just happened to look at the, the BSM article, and I was like, holy crap. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> like, I didn't think anybody could go down there. Yeah, I don't, you know? Know how, I don't know how close they get. I know that when, you know, when Dr. Ballard ran that expedition, you know, they could only get so close, and then they sent jason in so they i know like i know that they're certainly not going to be able to go inside of it and and kind of you know float around through the inside because there's just too much tight spaces where they could get caught but i don't know how close they were planning on getting yeah because i remember i remember the movie it was like you know i know they had those those you know that video of the titanic i knew that was from like that robot Mm -hmm. that went down there and found it you know and um i think that that, when they made that movie, though, I think that was like the first time anybody's really seen it, right? Since it's been down there. Uh, well, when so when when they first had that expedition, there was a lot of coverage about it. There was a documentary yeah. about it. Um, so you know, in 1985, 86, people saw a lot of that footage. Okay, so it was, yeah, it was out for a, a little bit then before. Yeah, it was the um, first time it was kind of used for dramatic purposes, like it was. Yeah, in the right, film. right, right, right. Um, hey, what's your what's your take on all that? And um, perpetual sisters of indulgence there. I just I feel like you know it, at this point it has become such a an issue, such a distraction that they should have kind of canceled the plans. Yeah, because I mean I I seen the the pro I seen the the Dodgers. Well, I didn't see it, but I watched highlights of the Dodgers game when they when they did uh, you know have them on the field a- after the fact you know of them canceling them and then reinviting them onto the field. And there was like maybe 500 people in that whole stadium when they when they had them on the because well, the camera panned out. 
See, you, they were on the field. You, you got to be careful in a situation like that because you know certainly I think the Dodgers should be able to recognize anybody that they want to. You know, they're a privately owned team; they can do what they want. But the other thing that you got to take into account is if you were going to do that in in a full stadium, like you know mid game or something, keep in mind that if if that turned into something where people got upset about it, you have you know tens of thousands of people yeah. in a confined space. So, like, I, I just wouldn't want to incite anything that might have a problem. Certainly, if they want to have a recognition, they can, but they have to be aware of, you know, what that could cause as a, as a result. Yeah, I guess they're going to have a, a Christian slash Catholic night, I guess, at the end of July. Which make, I guess in their eyes to make up for it, you know what I mean? If you if you look at so so here's here's the thing about it too is if you look at minor league baseball, they do yeah. especially like the lower level, they do promotions on everything, and sometimes they look for the controversial so they can get people to come out. So you know it, it's that's the thing is you might have a day that gets everybody all upset, and then they say, well, we want to have this, and then they book that night, and then they sell that night out. So yeah. you know yeah. it kind of it, it works from a marketing perspective. Speaking of selling stuff out now, um, Gold Point Park. What, have you heard anything on them on them canceling their shows or anything? Because like, I, I I usually you know I, I try to see some events you know some concerts in the summertime there, and I've been doing some research and I can't find anything on if they close down or if they're not in in business anymore. Because um, if you drive by in Rhode Island, you can kind of see it from the highway, and usually they'll have the, the stage up and everything by now, but I can't see nothing. And I went on their website, and it says, you know, temporarily closed for some whatever reason. Yeah, no, That I, used to be a good venue. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. I, I looked at the beginning of it because, you know, when I'm uh, when I'm doing, you know, putting together our concert calendar, I'm taking a look at all the different shows around and reaching out to the different organizations that, that run them to see if we can get some tickets. And I looked to see if there was anything then, and that was, you know, I think that was like April I started putting all that together with Casey, and I didn't see anything then. I just looked on the site now. It still says nothing is planned, so I, I'm not yeah. sure what's going on there. Um, I had heard that there were plans for some improvements around there, so maybe maybe they're doing that. Oh, but you would yeah, think they're taking a year off, yeah. But you would think you would do that, you know, in the off season, especially where we didn't really have a cold and wet winter that they could have gotten some of that stuff done. But I I don't know that that's the case. All right. Sounds good. All right. If I find out anything, I'll let you know. Yeah, thanks. Take it easy. 508-996-0500. Got to take our final break of the hour. Be back in a few moments. And I I did just find that article that we had from back in November that talks about Bold Point Park and the upgrades that were being done. But again, I would have thought they would have been done for this season. Uh, It does not say in the story when they were expected to be done, but that they're adding a new concert venue there. They will also have a kayak launch, walking paths, and uh, extra lighting. So I guess they just didn't get everything done in time for them to have a concert season this year. It's probably too late. If they do get things done even now or next month, it's probably too late to really book any national acts. So you'll probably have to see like local performance. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.